A very warm welcome to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast, where your host, Paul D. Lowe, embraces many crucial conversations that compassionately contribute towards living a better life. Paul's intention is very simple, to help get people's inspirational messages and transformational stories out into the world so others may benefit. Listeners, hello and welcome to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast episode. Today I'm joined by a gentleman, Punit Bhartia. And Punit, you may recall, uh, we've done three previous mini-series episodes around developing world game changers. And today I want to bring those first three to a head by inviting Punit to give us a more practical slant. So those first trio of episodes are around, you know, not necessarily all the theory, there was a lot of theory in there. So, put it without further ado, a very, very warm welcome to you, sir. Thank you so much, Paul. So happy to have you, or so much to, so happy to be, have been here and been here the fourth time. And it's a pleasure. And thank you so much for the work you are doing for humanity and everyone making a world game changer. Appreciate that acknowledgement, Ponit. Really do. Thank you. Um, so, as I said, Listeners, first three episodes were not totally theoretical, but there was a lot of, uh, no pun intended, ABC kind of material in there. We're going to flip over, pun it, give us a more practical, because this is that old saying, isn't there? There's a big gap between theory and practice. So give us your practical slant on, um, you know, the first three episodes. In fact, it might be useful if you can offer us a summary of, the benefit of our listeners, Pony, of what we've kind of we've talked about in those those first three episodes. Okay, that's an interesting question. I mean, well, talking about philosophy and living a philosophy are two different things. So in the last three episodes, we talked about various concepts, various aspects, various things that one needs to be aware of, be conscious of, and be taking care of to be a world game changer. And again, what is a world game changer is a definition each one of us has for himself or herself. So when we say philosophy and when we say practice, those two are very different things. I mean, everybody knows we should eat an apple a day. But how many of us do it? That's the big question. So this stuff that we've talked about is very easy to say and very easy to listen and when we put it in practice, we need to find our own recipes, own solutions, own things which work. I mean, take an example. Everybody says get up at six in the morning or five in the morning or four in the morning. But what time do you get up? Now, that's a careful choice you need to make based on when you sleep, how much sleep do you need? And when do you get up? Because it's a function of many, many different aspects. If you're sleeping at seven o'clock in the morning, you can't be expecting to get up at six. Or if you're sleeping at three o'clock in the morning, you can't be expecting to get up at seven unless you are exceptionally talented or exceptionally different body or you are having some strange materials into your body. So you need to factor in starting from the concept of when do you get up to when do you sleep and what do you do in between in the day? You need to figure out, you need to work out and you need to create and have your own philosophy. And even having your own philosophy, you need to remain open to adapt and adjust as we go along. 
so that's in nutshell of course i can continue on it for more time but that would that's what i would say have a philosophy work on it and keep on improving it mm. but it's true ponit is it not that you know that old saying theory and practice are usually miles apart i mean okay let me not assume there listeners let me ask ponit to what degree punit do you agree with that statement or is that context specific you know are there some instances where theory and practice are very closely aligned and yet others where they are miles apart and probably a whole a whole host in in the middle there's not a one size fit, fits all statement what's your thoughts around that well it's context as specific or context sensitive in a way reason being there are a few things which are science oriented so let me say you want to earn money so there are a few things you can do it's scientific you can do a business and if you do a business you need to get clients clients will pay you and your business will work or you'll find a job and rest is of course you can think about winning a lottery and so on so that's the science side of it but here we are talking about fulfillment here we are talking about actualization we are talking about mastering the game of life we're talking about being a world game changer and there's no set specific formula that's a philosophy you need to have that's an art and in an art there's no right or wrong there's only a specificity that you would choose you would create and you would have so i mean some things work for me and i do them some things don't work for me and i don't do them but i listen to other ideas and improve them and incorporate them on day to day basis for example all the day my intention is to remain aware of and be present in the moment now am i able to do that all day no not at all but am i able to do it more than before i had this intention certainly yes and that's the difference you create and of course there's a philosophy i have how do i become aware how do i remain present in the moment and how do i think believe act in line with my values or how do be i how do i become on top of things rather than things becoming on top of me because as you get into moments the moment becomes heavier on you and you think the problem is everything and your mind gets clouded and in those clouds you're not able to see the bigger picture and solve it and that's when you need to come out of the thinking break that pattern be aware be present and come out of it and how does it happen sometimes you are in a state for hours sometimes in a day and sometimes a few days as well but is that a bad thing i try to make earlier it was weeks i was trying to make it days now it's hours and i'm trying to make it fewer hours rather than longer hours so that's how it works it's a continuous work in progress it's never a finished product it's always a journey that you're on mm, i love that absolutely love that takes me back on it to a situation i had with a, a world renowned i think it's fair to say wise old sage and what you've alluded to there around that, that you know that constant journey and he was asked um a question it was a small intimate group of us four people do we ever get to the time or the stage in life where we are sorted and you know everybody listeners will have their own interpretation of what sorted means for some it might be you know are we completely enlightened 
Um, it could be whatever. That's not up for me to put labels on it. And the answer was no. We are spiritual beings having human challenges. And what I took from that point was that as we go along the road, along the path of, of life, there's going to be twists and turns. Some of those roads are going to be uphill and we need to slow down into a lower gear. And sometimes there's going to be an obstacle in the way that life's thrown there just out the blue. Just like you might be driving down a country lane, for example, and a tree's blocking the road. You know, that wasn't legislated for, that wasn't planned for, but it happened. So we have to take, maybe we have to put the car in reverse to back up and go a different route. And I find that point a really good metaphor for saying what we're talking about here, that, you know, as we travel through life, there isn't a one size fits all. We can't just drive in top gear all the time. You know, the sun's not going to shine all the time and we can be cruising along in top gear on the freeway, you know, 70 miles an hour or 100 kilometers an hour, whatever it is, because life's not like that, is it? Yeah, it isn't. And that's the beauty of it, because we are all hardwired by our education system, wherein we are used to, this is the syllabus that was taught to us. The exam would be based on that syllabus and everybody in the class has the same exam, but it's life. And in life, the first thing is there's no syllabus. The second thing is every one of us has his or her own life. So it's different. And then naturally the questions life asks us are also different. So we cannot compare and saying his life or her life is this way and why is mine? Because mine is mine and there is theirs. And that's the knowledge, that's the knowing you need to have. And that's what you need to keep, you know, carrying on with saying, okay, it's my life. This is the challenge right now. How do I solve it? What's the best way I can address it? Am I doing my best? Is there something I can do better? Is there something I can do differently? And if I'm doing things what I know, if I'm doing things what I can, maybe let me ask somebody. And if there's a better answer, follow it. There's not a better answer, or maybe there's a better answer, but you're not convinced, then follow your own path. Mm. And just listeners, to finish off that travel metaphor in, in a vehicle, maybe because there's so much pressure upon it isn't there these days about oh you've got to do this you know you should do that you know keep moving forward keep doing this there's never any talk about do you know what as a human being it's okay to be vulnerable it's okay to have those feelings of insecurity and you know what particularly guys or masculine energies it's okay to cry you know all these things that society conditions us against and you know, I kind of say, well, when we're driving along in that car, that vehicle, sometimes we do have to go in reverse. We might have to take a small backward step or what we perceive is a small backward step or what the world perceives or labels because we have to back the car up because we've gone down that country lane where a trees fell across our path. So we have to take a different route and we have to put the car in reverse and, and go down a different path. But I just kind of close this particular metaphor upon it by saying this, that if we spent all of our time in our vehicle looking in the rearview mirror, we'd crash. Yes. But, is, but isn't it true in life, we spend a lot of time looking behind us and dwelling on the past 
and then we wonder why we crash. Absolutely. And I think there I would share my philosophy around how our actions impact our future. Because, see, there are three kinds of actions we take. Some actions to because we had some done something in the past and it's a consequence of that. Give me, take an example. You have a court case. You were driving at a high speed or whatever crime you made or whatever mistake you made. And now you have to appear in the court. Now, if you're spending two hours today on that, essentially you are solving what you did in the past. Now, some things we have to do today, like, okay, I have to take bath, I have to meditate, I have to do all that. And then, or I want to do that and eat and all those things. Those are things for today. They're just for today. They have no benefit, no result for tomorrow. And there are no things for past. They are today. But then there are few things you will do for tomorrow. That is talking to a client, talking to a prospect, or writing something. If you're writing one chapter every day, you will have a book written in 30 days or 50 days or 20 days based on how many chapters you have. So that's creating it for future. So every day we take actions which can be classified as something due to past, something because of today and something for tomorrow. The more actions we are taking for tomorrow, the better tomorrow we are creating. And if the less actions we are taking today for tomorrow, the more challenging tomorrow we are creating. And that's the metaphor that you are using in terms of your car and going back and looking in the back mirror. So if you're looking in the back mirror, that means you're focused more and more on your past. And if in your thoughts, if in your thinking, you're spending more time thinking about the past, where will you live? You will essentially live in your past. But if you're looking forward, that is in from the car looking forward or on the side, don't look at on the side too much, but straight because you're driving at 70 miles or 100 kilometers or 120 kilometers. If you're looking forward, where will you go? You'll go forward. If you're looking backward, your attention is backward. And more likely, you look back when you want to go back. Or just to steer clear off, take some lessons from the past, like in the car you do. Is there a car coming? I want to change my lane. Would I get hit? So preventively, you can look at past for learnings and finding out if your current action or next action can cause damage or cause what results. But constantly and continuously looking at the past means you will stay there and you will not work on the future and you will not go ahead. Mm. Yeah. There's, there's an old song that was sang by um, Harry Seacombe that was... Um, yeah, it was, it was quite famous a few years ago. If I ruled the world. So I say to you, Pony, if you ruled the world uh, in the context of world or developing world game changes, what would that look like to you if you ruled the world? Hmm, that's an interesting question. I never thought about it. Well, I don't say if I rule the world, but let me say if I had a wish for the world, that will be simpler. The wish would be that there are more people who are self-aware. There are more people who are goal-oriented or future-oriented or moving forward. And then they are taking the world in the 
good direction taking the world in a direction where it helps human kind rather than those who are playing politics those who are bringing each other down those who are worried about the negatives and those who are doing all the negative things in the world but the fact of the matter is as i wish that i also understand that the world is always in balance so all those negative energies all those negative people they are because there are so many positives so many goal oriented so many future oriented people if we have all future oriented all in one direction then also it will be a imbalance and i think it's in balance right now but my wish is there would be more people who are thinking about humanity and society and less people worried about things less people pulling things down less people creating disharmony or discord amongst us mm. if i could be allowed to answer my own question there for it around if i ruled the world to be very simple we'd all contribute towards leaving the world a better place that's it that would be the vision if i ruled the world we would all contribute towards leaving the world a better place so how would we do that well for me that's wrapped up in my in my values and what for many years was the three l's listener listeners listener <laughs> listeners um was the three l's and that was learning loving and legacy but more recently as my awareness has increased i've kind of bookended those three so there's one right at the beginning it's called life because isn't it true upon it that life is so sacred it's a blessed gift and then at the end of that those initial three is one called loyalty so we've got life we've got learning we've got loving we've got legacy and we've got loyalty so i'm going to ask you in a moment pun it around your values around if i could put, you know stay with that theme of if you ruled the world but just i just invite you in to comment on those five l's any thoughts around how they may um how they might help somebody with a vision to leave the world a better place i mean it's a perspective everybody has its perspective and everybody has its own words and the way you are seeing love loyalty life and so on that's your way of looking at it somebody else may have something else and i may have something else but end of the day it's not about what you think and how you get there as long as you are having the intention to get and those intentions are right that's the most important thing because when you say let's make the world a better place now what's the definition of better and who's better who's definition as long as we are working towards that def better definition that's good because all those extremists who are going around the world and saying we want to get rid of this country and that country their definition of the world a better place is something which is extreme and not very easily accepted by others and their method their way of doing things is probably not which is acceptable to most of us but that's their definition of making the world a better place so that's a little bit of a dilemma or paradox we have 
how do we define this world, making world a better place and whose definition would prevail and what values would we choose? And I think each one of us is blessed to make that choice, make that decision and proceed with it and go for it. Mm. So what would be your values, your, your own values then, Ponit? How would, how, would uh, how would you embrace those? What would they be? Well, for me, it all starts with who am I and what I do. So I'm somebody who simplifies the complex matters, whether it's in the corporate space or in the philosophy space or in life space or wherever I am. And in that who, what do I demonstrate? I demonstrate a lot of learning because for me, getting to know more things and become better and improve are some of the key values. So learning is a key value for me. Improvement is a key value for me. Reflections is a key value for me. And then family is a very strong value for me. And then comes the materialistic aspect because I'm living in the material world. And it's not that I can go to a grocery store and say, well, I have a lot of learning. I have a lot of this and a lot of that. Can you give me grocery? No, that grocery I will only buy through the currency called money and based on the country. So I'm also keen on having the materialistic things. But in all that, my objective always is to simplify the complex and help more and more people in finding that simplified perspective, whether it's on philosophy, whether it's on data privacy, or whether it's in terms of family, or whether it's in terms of getting more materialistic things. So that's my values. And what's interesting about that, listeners, um, with, with Ponit, what Ponit was saying there around who am I, that really is wrapped up. I mean, I framed it a completely different way, but it's interesting how Ponit and I are talking the same language. So let me, let me elaborate on that, if I may. Who am I? That question that I'm sure we've all, well, certainly most of us, sometimes in our life has asked that question, who am I? Why, why am I here? What am I doing? What's my purpose? But let's stick with the big one. Who am I? And when I alluded to the five L's, the last one, the loyalty, well, what does that mean then? Does that mean I've got to be true to my partner, to my, to my business partner, to this? Yes, it means all those things. But for me personally, it means to thine own self be true. Be true to yourself, listeners whatever your level of awareness is. And that's really what I was hearing you saying, Punit, around that, the importance of who am I? Because before, you know, you can be true to thine own self, you've kind of got to dig down, well, who is myself? Is it that person that's emotional, like I was when I was a child? Or have I, have I grown through my emotional intelligence to become somebody, you know, that, that's grown from that? Is there a parallel there, Pony? I think there's a very strong one. Any thoughts on that? Yes, I maybe not exactly a parallel, but let me say the my way of looking at it. So I say, who am I? I'm an author, I'm a speaker, and I'm a consultant or coach, whatever you like to call me, who provides people with strategies and trainings 
to simplify the complex and that complex may be data privacy, that complex may be life, that complex may be relationships, that complex may be philosophy. And I do this by continuously learning and improving based on my experiences and experiences of others. And that's how or that's who I am. And as I do that, I'm also continually reflecting upon who am I and working on improving that version or that statement on a continual basis. Absolutely, continuous improvement. So here's, here's a question then, Pony. Here's a question. How can we how can we best get our messages to millions? If we, if we feel as an individual that, I don't know, that feeling inside as, you know, as we, you know, under this title of developing world game changes, how can we develop as individuals, as leaders? Um, and, and you know what? Let's strip that label of leader out. Let's strip that right out. Let's just look at as individuals, whoever we may be in the world, whatever we, you know, we might be doing. So we're all world game changers, listeners, every single one of us, whether we're aware of that, well, that's another matter. Just because we're not aware that a child's been born every second in various parts around the world doesn't mean it hasn't happened. Of course it's happened. We just, we're just not aware of it for whatever reason. So there's this whole thing, isn't there, around, you know, as things are unfolding, um, you know, we're developing world game changers. We're developing world game changers. But how do we how do we get our messages to millions, Pony? Or do we need okay. to get them to millions? You know, is it it's a complex topic, but let me try to simplify because as I say, I love the challenge of simplifying the complex. It is a complex question. But let me simplify that into three parts at the highest level. The first thing is you need to sort out yourself. So it's about self-management, self-discovery, self-actualization, whatever self, but it's about self-awareness around who I am, what I'm willing, uh, willing to give in and what I'm willing to achieve and what is my intention. Let's put it at that because otherwise we will go too deep. So it's about the self. Second is about relationships because if you want to impact millions, you cannot do it all by yourself. So you'll need others. Now, how do you have others? Which role they will play? That's again a complex matter, but you will need others and you need to have a relationship with others. You need to align with them and you need to get them aligned to your purpose, aligned to your vision and create a tribe, create a team, which would then create that impact. And as you put that together, then your role is the leadership role. That is, you move from self to service. And then it's about the leadership things which we are talking about, the servant leadership or any other way of leadership that we want to follow because there are many methods and methodologies. And as you will do that, you will discover more about your intentions, your actions, your decisions, you will realize more. And as you do that, you will more and more become 
focused on others because initially you'll be focused on you, your goals, your achievements, your mission, your vision. And as you move more with others and in relationship with others and you move towards service, you will have more of what am I contributing here and what impact I'm making. And that's a journey we all go through in three steps. Self, relationship with others, and then from self to service. Love what you've done there, Pune. It's, it was a big question. It was deliberately a big question. And that's really playing to your strengths, isn't it? To, to strip out all that confusion and all that, oh, let's go all over the place on this. No, three very simple steps there. Wow, that's brilliant. Thank you for that. And um, so I want to have you sort of as guests do, Pune, have the penultimate word. Uh, but before we do that, I want you to share with us, if you will, your contact details for the show notes. So the contact details would be search me up on LinkedIn with my name or Google on with my name. And if you happen to find more than one, add the word privacy or data privacy and you'll get to me. But if you're really looking to contact me, I think my first name, Punit at punitbhatia.com. That would be the email for getting in touch with me directly. Super. So the, the penultimate word then, um, or the words, uh, the penultimate words, listeners will go to Punit as I invite him to say, okay, so developing world game changes. We've done this mini series of four episodes on it. Sum it up for us as succinctly and as brilliantly as you do. How do we do that? You know what? I don't want to give it a why, what, how. That's up to you. But, you know, in the, in the space of a minute, a couple of minutes, whatever it takes you, really summarize that for us. I think I'll link back to the earlier point on developing world game changers. Three steps about self in that. No what you intend to do, what's your vision, define your plans and goals, then going into relationship with others, share those intentions, share those goals, share those plans, share those vision with others and get more and more people to buy into that, align with you. And when you have that relationship with others, move into the third stage, that is from self to service. And in that mode, Rather than now focusing on what's my vision, what's my thing, get into how do I contribute, how do I make things happen, and how do I make this world a better place. And when you do that, you will find things happening and things changing far more faster than what you have imagined ever. Yeah, again, listeners, the simplicity and the power of simplicity Punit, thank you so much for being part of these four episodes and other stuff that you do uh, with your involvement through World Game Changes and in life in general. Immense gratitude to you for everything you do. It's my pleasure and I'm so happy to have been here. And at the same moment, I'm also sad that this is our last episode and I won't be here and I won't be sharing more, but I'm pretty sure I will get more opportunities to share in different modes and different means. So anyone and everyone, thank you so much for listening. And Paul, thank you so much for having me. It was a great privilege and an honor to bring my thoughts to you and your listeners. Thank you. Paul. So listeners, 
there we have it and all that remains now Ponit had the penultimate few words and I'll have the last word as the host to say remember mastering the game of life starts by embracing our hearts thanks very much for listening to this mastering the game of life podcast episode hopefully you found it interesting and helpful drop a line to paul at paul-low.com with any thoughts or questions you may have and he'll be more than happy to respond remember the game's ever-changing how will you master it